Greetings one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. In today's show, we are going to be discussing the Arantia Cults. This was not a show that I planned. Uh, it's rather spontaneous. And I wanted to have this conversation today because after I put out the last show, The Mysterious Urantia Book, I got a handful of emails where there were individuals who explained to me that they've been reading the Urantia book for a while, going through the material, but then they saw on the internet that there were these groups that formed kind of a cult around the Urantia book. And as cults usually do, they have some very odd and spurious practices. And uh, it made people, you know, some people feel weird about reading the Arantia book. They're they're feeling kind of hesitant now because they see these cults and they say, well, is this what the Arantia book promotes? Is this what it encourages us to do, to have these strange beliefs and strange practices? And I, I think I wanted to do this show because I, I understand that feeling all too well. I don't, I personally do not like cults or weird religious groups that put a bizarre or creepy spin on religion or religious or spiritual texts. You know, when I was an evangelical fundamentalist Christian and also uh, quite involved in the Word of Faith or Prosperity Gospel movement. There were things there that I always felt were not right, and I was never a person that was gung-ho. I always kind of looked before I leapt. I wasn't the kind of person that, if a televangelist told me to do something or the pastor of a church or everybody in the church, or everybody in the denomination was doing it. Uh, I wasn't the kind of person that just went with the crowd. I was always hesitant, and if I felt that it wasn't right or right for me, I did not follow along. And I caught some guff uh, from some people about that kind of thing, Uh, people that would ask, you know, in those days, Are you sure that you're really born again? Are you sure that you really have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit because, you know, you're hesitant to embrace this doctrine or to, uh, you know, do this thing that we're all getting into now? And, you know, after I left that particular sect and movement, I felt really bizarre about anything that had to do with Jesus, Christianity, the Bible, I had to put all that on the shelf for a while. I I couldn't look at it. I couldn't think about it. It literally made me feel sick. It made me feel anxious. It made me feel just weirded out. And I had to find my way back to those things, or rather they found their way back to me, if that makes sense to you at all. It was almost like God and Jesus were saying, okay, now that you've 
divested yourself of all of this doctrine and religion, we can get back to the simplistic faith that you once knew and followed and have real communion together. And that took a while to build. It certainly took a while because being in that movement, uh, it was very damaging. I look at evangelical Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity, the whole word of faith, prosperity, uh, gospel movement. Uh, I look at those as being very cultic because I was on the inside and I saw how things go there. So I, I have a real aversion to mind-stealing, mind-numbing cults and religious groups. So I definitely get where people are coming from with the Urantia book. And yes, I am familiar with some of these cults. When I dig into something, I dig in pretty deeply. I want to find out all the ins and outs, the positives and the negatives. And I am certainly aware that these groups are out there. I know that there's one gentleman in particular who I came across on YouTube. YouTube always brings us such uh, fascinating material and characters. But um, uh, not naming names, some of you may know who I'm talking about. This individual believes that... Um, he teaches this kind of New Age concept of walk-ins. And a walk-in in the New Age movement is said to be, uh, let's say, my soul is not happy in this world. I want to leave. Maybe I'm contemplating suicide. Maybe I'm completely miserable living on planet Earth. So the spirit world will send to me a higher spirit, let's say his name is Jim, then my soul will leave my body and go to another dimension of life, and Jim will overtake my body. So it will still look like me, it will still sound like me, but the soul inhabiting this body is not me anymore. It's the higher spirit of Jim. So that's what a walk-in is, someone who takes your soul's place in your body, lives out your life for you, and allegedly brings enlightenment to mankind and those around it. So this individual teaches something uh, like walk-ins and says that at one time in his life, I'm not sure if it was the Archangel Gabriel or uh, one of the associates of Gabriel from the Arantia book that took this person's body over. He is no longer who he used to be. He is Gabriel. And he certainly has a cult. He has a, a group around him. He has written that I know of uh, several books that he authored saying that the celestial beings that authored the Arantia book, gave him new information that is the next revelation after the Arantia book. 
He teaches reincarnation. There's, from what I understand, there's drugs, there's the taking of people's money, there's the sexual, uh, you know, promiscuity in, within the cult. All the very uh, strange and mind-controlling behaviors that cults usually have. And I know there's another individual who did uh, the same kind of thing. He's written several books saying that the same angelic beings that gave us the Arantia book are now giving him new information. And he has a group of people around him that follow his teachings. But is this valid from the standpoint of the Arantia book? Are these cults valid? Is it what the Arantia book promotes? Is it what the Arantia book tells us to do? And the short answer to that question is absolutely not. If you were to read uh, the book that I suggested in the last podcast, A History of the Arantia Papers by Larry Mullins, you find out that it was very important to the beings that allegedly gave us the Arantia book, that A, the original manuscripts that these beings manifested always disappeared. Once the, the books, once the papers were typed out by the Forum Group and Dr. William Sadler, the original manuscripts vanished, never to be seen again. It is said that those who compiled the Arantia book, that once the plates and the die were all set for the printings of the Arantia book, that even those typewritten manuscripts must be destroyed once the book is published. And some people would say, well, why is that? Why do all the, the other... Uh, manuscripts have to be destroyed. And the idea of it was that the beings who gave us the Arantia book did not want any older manuscripts hanging around where mankind or supposed theologians would take those manuscripts, read them, and start doing the same thing they do with the Bible, with other uh, spiritual and holy text in this world, and start saying, oh, this is not what it means. This is what it's supposed to mean. And then it gets printed and reprinted and changed. And soon we have the, uh, you know, the John Smith version and translation of the Arantia book and the, you know, the the Joe Johnson translation of the Arantia book. Here's the message they were really giving us. Here's what they really said. So this is why the celestial beings who gave the Arantia book said everything. Once the book is printed, the revelation stands on its own. All other manuscripts must, you know, be destroyed because they didn't want human interference and further manipulations of the text 
which mankind always seems to do. So that's point number one. Point number two, as we talked about in the last podcast, the Arantia book was to be a revelation to mankind, but most importantly, to the individual. It was never supposed to be a book that started a a movement. It was never supposed to be a book that started an organization or a church or a group. Because remember what we talked about in the last podcast, the Arantia book states emphatically that the most important thing in any of our lives is our personal relationship and experience of God. And that is something that theology, doctrines, other human beings and organizations cannot give us. Even though they try by saying, this is what you must believe, this is how you must interact, this is how God is, this is how we hypothesize a relationship between God and man should be, that those uh, hypotheses are flawed because they're built upon man's theology, which is his interpretation and philosophy of the ancient texts. And so this was not the purpose, and they didn't want this to be the purpose of the Arantia book. When I bought my copy of the Arantia book, that is my book. Now I can study with other people, but what I glean, what I learn, what I understand, the little moments of enlightenment or greater understanding that I glean from its pages, they're mine and mine alone. Those were things that the text brought to my understanding. And no man has the authority or the wisdom or the right to say that is wrong, this is how you must believe it, This is how I understand it, so you have to do it this way. You have to believe that way. You know, no, this is personal. This is between me and God. It is between you and God. We're also told not to judge one another because we're all all on a different rung of the ladder. We all have our understanding and our experiences of God you know, with God. So don't judge other people and certainly don't tell other people what to do or what to believe unless you see them naturally because the Arantia book talks uh, very much about common sense. And, you know, if you see somebody doing something harmful to themselves or others or taking advantage of others, certainly as spiritual people, as God's children, as people that believe in love and peace, you know, we should certainly try to uh, intervene and help. But the, the Arantia book was something that was supposed to be personal to each individual. 
it was not meant to be another Bible or another Koran. It was not a book to be put on a pedestal and worshipped like other uh, holy texts had become uh, over time. And this is why the older manuscripts were destroyed, because the beings who gave the manuscript knew that if mankind had in their possession an unexplained manuscript that allegedly came from angelic beings that somehow materialized these documents into our world, they knew that human beings would prop up that manuscript. They would begin to almost worship it. It would become an idol to them. And it would become the document, again, that they would always look at and reinterpret, just like these cults. Well, I was reading the original document of the Arantia Papers that came straight from the angels. And while I was reading it, the angels spoke to me, and they gave me this deeper insight of their manuscript and the words began to glow on the page and i saw this vision and and here we go new doctrines new things added to the arantia book and that's what they didn't want and that's what the individuals who compiled the arantia book did not want to happen and that's what the arantia foundation is all about it was founded by uh, Dr. Sadler and some of the individuals uh, from the forum that he put together. And the Urantia Foundation is not a religion. It is not a cult. It is kind of like the uh, the Board of Trustees for the Urantia book. You know, they try to distribute the book to anyone who wants it. They will give uh, a copy freely. Uh, they have forums on there. You could meet other people that read the Arantia book in your area. I haven't really looked into it all that deeply. Uh, but they also are uh, kind of the guardians of the revelation. And if they see uh, a lot of these people that start cults or write extra books that say, oh, those angels, those celestial beings that gave us the Arantia book... Oh, they're speaking to me. And I just wrote this brand new volume showing what happens after the Arantia book, or in addition to the Arantia Foundation will say, nope, ignore that. I mean, you can read it if you want to, because they don't tell anybody what to do. It's your spirituality. It is your spiritual path. You know, but they caution people to say, we don't endorse this. We have no reason to believe that the celestial beings who gave us the Arantia book are now giving these uh, other individuals revelation to add to the Arantia book. These other revel, you know, these other revelations uh, contradict the Arantia book. So we caution that you know you not take these things on board as additional revelations. So that, that's basically their role.
And so you're not going to find any serious student of the Arantia book or the, anyone in the Arantia Foundation or the Arantia book uh, network is one of them. There's, there's various uh, groups out there that, that stick to the integrity of what the original revelation was supposed to be and what its purpose was. And none of them ever endorse any of these cults or their beliefs or their behaviors. I mean, uh, you know, people that read the Arantia book are, are pretty patient and try not to be judgmental of others. But some of this stuff uh, I've, I've read uh, online or saw videos from individuals that would, that, who just had to say, uh, you know, please stay away from this kind of thing. Uh, this is not what the Arantia book is all about. This is not what it endorses. Uh, this has nothing to do with the revelation. You know, this is someone probably looking to capitalize on the Arantia book and make some kind of uh, money or get a following of their own, but we don't endorse this. We don't acknowledge this as being so. So the cults are really their own thing. And so I would say, you know, if you see these people, if you run across their videos or anything on, on the internet, don't let it weird you out where you think, oh, geez, is this what the Arantia book is all about? You know, look at this, you know, creepy guy in this creepy group. Uh, don't let it take you down that path and steal your joy or spoil your journey with the Arantia book. Because what these people are teaching doesn't even line up with what the Arantia book tells us. For instance, the individual that I spoke about earlier who said he was taken over by the angel Gabriel or one of his associates. And he now has this uh, cult group, you know, of his own. He teaches the New Age concept of walk-ins. He was taken over. His, his spirit left. He's not the man he was. He may look like the man he was, but that soul is gone. And now Gabriel or one of the associates of Gabriel now inhabit his body. The Arantia book does not teach that kind of thing whatsoever. It does not teach walk-in spirits. You will not find that kind of thing anywhere in the Arantia book. This individual also teaches reincarnation. And there are some other Urantia cults that teach, uh, teach reincarnation as well. Uh, the Urantia book does not teach reincarnation. The Urantia book says that reincarnation does not, uh, does not exist. It's not real. When the human body perishes, one of two things happen. The personality dies you know, ceases to be, if that personality did not seek God and bond and bind with that fragment of divinity that God placed within their consciousness when they were born, 
or that personality survives death, the forming of the soul, beginning to bond with the divine spark within, is taken to the next level of the spirit world where it continues its journey toward God. Spirits do not come back to the earth. They do not come back and are reborn in new bodies and live a new life. So anybody that's teaching anything like this, claiming that they are a Urantia group, um, they're only a Urantia group in name because they're not actually teaching or believing or propagating what the book actually says. So again, don't don't let them weird you out. And another telltale sign will always be that they endorse or have written themselves new books, new revelations from the angels and the celestial beings that tell us what is to happen. It's new revelation after the Arantia book. That is a big telltale sign that, no, these are people trying to gain a following and a name for themselves. And remember what we said earlier, this was not something that the Arantia book was supposed to do. It is not something that the beings who gave us the book wanted the book to perpetuate in our world. They didn't want it to be like the other holy books. All these groups and subgroups and sects and, you know, everybody teaching something different. They didn't want it to start an organization or a religion. It was simply a revelation for our own study and enlightenment and spiritual growth and understanding. That's it. No, no man-made messiahs, no manuscripts being worshipped, no theology where we have all these different translations of the Arantia books. You know, that's... You see anything like that, you know, as I said, it's only a Urantia group in name only. And one of the big tip-offs, if you read the Urantia book at all, it really talks about having faith, being a sincere person, loving your fellow man, being good to one another. It really drives this idea of the brotherhood of man home over and over again. We are all a brotherhood and a sisterhood of man and women. And we should treat one another as such. The Urantia book also goes to great lengths in many of its papers to dispel a lot of religious superstitions that we have. Such things as, you know, ghost cults, worshipping the dead, worshipping our ancestors, blood sacrifice, all of the, these different things that were the beginnings of religion of primitive man. But as we have grown and as we have matured and as we've had great teachers and masters come to us like Jesus, that we should be beyond 
all of that. So if you're seeing somebody that's not living up to the brother and sisterhood of men and women taking their money to live in a commune, abusing their members, doing the cult thing where they have sexual intercourse with uh, everyone's wife that belongs to the cult because they're the leader, doing drugs, doing kind of weird rituals and spirit walk-ins. When you see that kind of thing, that is, that is not, I could tell you right up front, that is not from the Arantia book at all. It, it's in fact behavior, all of it, that the Arantia book discourages over and over again. So again, please don't let these people, you know, shake your foundation and rattle your cage. I know how that is. I get it. I'm sensitive to that kind of thing myself. And, you know, it can make me back up in a heartbeat when I see any of these weird cultic or cultic mentality people and their teachings and their groups around something. It's just uh, probably because I, I was in a movement that I felt was very cultic at its roots. I'm very sensitive to that kind of thing, so I know I know how it can be a big, big turnoff. But uh, take it from me, this is not what the Arantia book is all about, and these groups are doing their own thing for their own purposes, and many of them are not even adhering to the teachings that are in the the uh, the Arantia book. So ignore them. They're not endorsed. They're not encouraged. Uh, the Arantia Foundation or, or anybody who is serious or knows anything about the book says, nah, this stuff is, you know, it's a lot of hooey. Just stay away from it. Don't let them put a little rain cloud over your head. Just leave it alone. They don't have anything to do with the Arantia book or the revelation uh, that is contained therein. So I hope this discussion was helpful to you today. As I said, this was uh, kind of spontaneous, but I enjoyed this conversation. To me, this is what podcasting is all about. You put out a show... People respond, people ask questions, and that causes me and inspires me to do a show like this that is meaningful, meaningful to people that listen, people that have questions, people that have concerns. As I've always said, this is kind of my way of giving back, trying to put some kind of uh, positive support and energy, you know, out into the world. And also part of, you know, what what I do for God. We're all here for a reason. We're all here to make a difference. So that's a big part of what I do this. So I appreciate those of you that commented, those of you that emailed, because shows like this are meaningful. And it does mean a lot to me to be able to have conversations like this and talk to people that 
are listening and that have similar concerns and hang-ups uh, over cults, <laughs> just like I do. So thank you, everybody, that commented or emailed. I do appreciate it. So I hope you got something out of this conversation today. As always, I appreciate you listening. Until next time, stay safe, stay well, stay away from the cults and the kooks. There's many of them out there. But uh, take the good advice of the spirit of the Arantia book and let your relationship with God be personal. Don't let anybody dictate what you believe. Don't let anybody freak you out or make you feel stressed out or weird because they, you know, they might have some kind of crazy ideas about God or Jesus or the Bible or the Arantia book. You know, if that's their journey, that's their journey. If you can't help them and bring enlightenment to their lives, then you just have to release it and let it go. But don't let it affect your journey. Let your relationship be your relationship. You experience God the way you experience God and live a life of faith and peace and love toward others. Thank you again for listening. I'm Paul James Caden. I'll see you next time here on The Infinite Journey.